Welcome, everybody, to Friday edition of the Armour Report. Armour stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. This show is going to focus on cannabis investing theme, which is our investment theme that we like the most on our trading desk. Um, quick reminder, everything I share with you is information I'm using my own personal capital on my trading desk, and I manage capital for other investors. Surrounded by screens, this is a live trading desk in the middle of a trading session, so you're getting a bit of a live look into a real trading desk. Phones could ring. I might have to go cut this short. Forgive me if that happens. Okay, today's agenda. Um, you know, I've set up for you on this YouTube channel three separate playlists. One is our cannabis-specific playlist. That's what today's going to be about. We're going to go over um, the Canopy Acreage deal that uh, should be closing um, by 10 o'clock on Monday and the implications for the rest of of the U.S. Uh, cannabis sector. We're going to talk about um, the Hexo earnings announcement um, a couple days ago and how that's kind of roiled the space, and I'm going to go over that. Then I'll wrap up with a question from um, a subscriber about uh, the UCAN versus uh, Pure Hemp uh, lawsuit that's going on. Um, again, if you like this show, please click like. That helps me out. Certainly subscribe. Um, and, and share this uh, um, with others. I would appreciate that help. Okay, um, let's get to it. The other two playlists, just to give you some uh, look out into the future. On Monday, we're going to talk about how to invest in the stock market, and we're going to address the algorithms we have that help us know when to add risk or subtract risk Okay, for the big indexes and where we are in that process. If you look at our website, RosenthalCapital.com, I have right there on the home page a risk-on, risk-off monitor for you. And you can see we're risk-on everywhere right now. And I'm going to describe what that means for our portfolio on Monday. And um, we'll take a peek to see if that's still what the algorithms are telling us. And, um, and then next week, I'm going to get to um, investing for beginners. That's our other playlist. And we're going to talk about how to manage risk on a position where you trade around the core position. You hear me talk about that a lot, about how we do fundamental research, for instance, on cannabis companies, and we have a core position we hold through the volatility, and then we increase that position on weakness and then reduce it and book profits on strength and trade around the core. I'll get into that next week. All right, so let's get to today's topics. Um, I'm going to start with Hexo. I think this is very important to understand. Let's talk HEXO and risk management. I've said this on previous calls, so I'm going to just repeat it again here, and, and HEXO is no different. The headline story off of the HEXO earnings announcement a couple days ago was HEXO's revenue declines sequentially 3%, and everybody panics and sells the stock. Now, let me tell you something, okay? This is not a live stream cannabis investing theme um, where I'm a cheerleader for the cannabis space, okay? There are going to be times to be in cash and not invest in cannabis stocks, and there's going to be times 
to put a lot of risk on because it's the right time to own cannabis stocks. Okay. This is a, an educational live stream to tell you we are at the very beginning of an investing super cycle in the cannabis stocks. But as I've said repeatedly on this show, please go back and listen to other play, um, cannabis uh, uh, discussions on the playlist. I've said repeatedly, part and parcel of the beginning of an investment cycle in a particular group or theme is extreme volatility. And typically, when it comes to earnings announcements at the beginning of a move like this, and this move is going to last three, five, ten years or more. So at the beginning, everybody gets overexcited about earnings announcements and then gets disappointed. Okay? Because these companies can't possibly deliver yet on the growth potential investors see three, five, and ten years out. Who cares that Hexo had sequential revenue decline? It doesn't make a difference if you're a real um, student of the stock market, a student of investing super cycles and how they unfold. Sequential revenue growth means nothing for these cannabis companies right now from the bigger picture. There's growing pains going on. They're still sorting things out in Canada. They just came out today and uh, the Canadian health uh, government's coming out with rules when to sell edibles. They're going to start selling in mid-December. They made that announcement today. All these things are great for the third and fourth quarter of this year. But right now, a lot of these companies are still getting their ducks in a row. Production's not at the point to meet demand, which could be for years. I mean, so there's always going to be bumps along the road. Now, the reason there's such volatility in these stocks is that we don't have a lot of institutional sponsorship yet in these companies. So when one guy announces earnings and misses the revenue number of a couple of analysts, everybody sells the stocks. Most people who own it are retail people, don't own a lot of the stock. They panic and they dump. And institutions are out there continuing to do their research and collecting the, the stock that individuals are panicking out of right now. That's what institutions do. They find ideas that they like. They don't pay up for them. They wait for the ridiculous panics over nothing, and they buy the basket there. We have to emulate what institutions do. We can't panic because of a revenue number that doesn't meet estimates at this stage in the game. Later in the game, five, ten years out, companies start missing earnings and revenue numbers. I get it. You're in a you're in a um, developed market, a growth developed market, and a company starting to miss. That's a problem. At this stage, it, it means nothing, but it'll wreck the stocks for a couple of days because they're incredibly volatile and there's no real institutional support. If you look at my um, Twitter feed today, you will see um, a statistic. I put up a chart that I found, a really great chart of the top institutionally owned names right now. And that was just a flavor for you. Hexo's on the list, but it's a small percentage ownership. I couldn't believe I saw on that list Afria has the biggest institutional sponsorship. That tells you how clueless institutions are at the moment as they try to figure out this space. Because personally, in, in my humble opinion, I have no interest in owning Afria. 
So there's a lot of opportunity for us to um, build positions, buy on weakness, manage our risk. Okay? This show is not about cheerleading cannabis stocks and buying indiscriminately. Almost every show I try to share with you risk management techniques. Now, I said recently we're adding risk again in our cannabis space. I didn't say we were buying Hexo into earnings. We focused on Canopy, uh, Aurora, Kronos. Now, those stocks are being challenged, by the way. They ran up. They've come back down. We're back at break even. We might be down a little bit on some of those investment opportunities. And we're going to have to make decisions here at the end of the week how much of that we carry. I will say I don't like the way these stocks are behaving right now. Right? So we had you raising cash in the beginning of May, getting more defensive by May 20th. We were risk off everywhere. And then we said, okay, we're starting to put capital to work in the indexes again. And that means our favorite investment theme, we're going to try the names that we think are high grade, the best of the best in the portfolio. Guys with boatloads of cash on their balance sheet, sponsorship from major uh, institutions, um, and and great management teams and intellectual property. Those are the names we're buying first. If we can't make money on those names, we're not going to make money anywhere else. So we start, and I showed you on the last call, I think, chart patterns of those three investments. Okay? So don't forget, when it comes to risk management, we protect assets here. We're going to put these positions out we have our own stops. I can't share with you what my stops are. That wouldn't make any sense. You're not supposed to trade like me anyway, right? This is a, this is a look into how I manage my own capital. It's for educational purposes, not to tell you what to buy or how to trade it. I'm just giving you thoughts after 30 years of doing this. So I put positions out when the risk-reward scenario is accurate, and I think the probabilities are in my favor for a move higher using statistics and algorithms, but I immediately respond if those trades aren't working. They're trades at the beginning. They become investments if we're right on our entry point and they go up big, and then we start managing those positions and trading around the core. But every position you take, I don't care if it's cannabis or anything else in your investment portfolio, before you even buy an asset, you need to know what your stop is going to be before you buy the asset, okay? Because emotions are going to get involved when things go awry, and you're going to start convincing yourself to hold it a little longer, hold it a little longer. I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to miss. Those thoughts are deadly, guys. I don't want to be wrong, and I don't want to miss our ego talking to you, and ego cannot be part of this process. Investing is about protecting capital, and capturing upside when you can. I want to make money. I don't want to be right. I just want to make money. Do you understand that? I don't care if I'm right or not. I want to identify positions that aren't working as fast as possible, reset, hold cash, wait for my next opportunity. There are times I have to do that two, three, four times before I get the opportunity right 
And then, of course, the opportunity pays for itself multiple times in that process. You understand? You keep your losses small and you stay with your successes as long as you can. That's how you build wealth. Okay? All right. So that's the Hexto story. Let's go on to um, don't forget, vote your shares canopy for acreage. All right? I've already voted all my shares. Everybody I talk to, I say, look, this is a phenomenal acquisition for canopy. Acreage stock is trading at something like a 40% discount to the takeout price because people don't believe the deal is going to go through and they don't understand what the deal is. Let me tell you this. Let me remind you. Guys who've seen me know I've said this, but I'm going to remind you and I'm going to tell anybody new who's watching. If you own acreage stock and the deal goes through, there's going to be a special dividend of somewhere between $2.55 and $2.60 Per share, U.S. There'll be X dividend day. That 300 million that Canopy's paying acreage doesn't go to acreage. It goes to acreage shareholders. So that's one reason why I'm voting for this. I'd like to get that cash. Thank you very much. The second reason why is I like the synergy between the two companies. And the third reason why is that I like U.S marijuana companies. If this deal closes and is successful, it will usher in a group of big investors who are willing to take their shot in the U.S. before federal legalization changes, before the federal government takes marijuana off Schedule S-1. If this deal closes and people understand it, it offers an opportunity for other big companies to invest in the U.S. cannabis market before politicians make changes. Okay? So that should set the floor in these stocks if this deal closes. This is a very important deal for the industry not a make or break deal. This is all about timing. It's not make or break. It doesn't change my philosophy on, you know, the investment theme, but it would fast forward it a bit. If this deal closes, people get it. Acreage stock goes up. There's a special dividend. That 40% gap closes a bit. It won't go to a complete takeout until there's a um, trigger event. But that trigger event could come faster than you think. If the FDA rules that universities, clinics, pharmaceutical companies can use marijuana to um, search for cures and do clinical trials like any other drug, that will be a trigger event. It doesn't have to be something that goes through Congress. Okay? Very important. Vote your shares. I recommend voting yes. You do whatever you want. Okay, you do whatever you want. I'm not telling you what to do. I don't know you. I say this constantly on these calls. This isn't about me telling you how to run your money or vote your shares, telling you what I'm doing for myself and what I think is right for my client base. Okay. All right. Let's wrap up with the question from a subscriber. You can versus pure hemp. 
in a legal battle right now over intellectual property. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. It means nothing to the investment theme. Let me give you an example. In the year 2000, they mapped the human genome. Myself and my father did a lot of research to uncover the number one company that would benefit from that mapping. And what we discovered was a company called Illumina. Stock was $3.50 a share. It took us three years of research to become comfortable with this investment theme. It took three years of research before institutions started buying the stock. It was $3.50 a share in 2003. They were locked in a legal battle with another company about their technology. And what their technology was, um, was what's called a, a gene sequencing machine, very much like a Xerox copy machine for the copy business or the Gillette business model where you have Gillette razors, they sell razor blades. This company had a gene sequencer so that research uh, um, partnerships, pharmaceutical companies, universities could buy their gene sequencer and search for cures to diseases using the sequencer. Why do I say it's like Xerox? Because they, they sold the sequencer 50% margins and they had consumables. In the Xerox case, it was called ink. In this case, there's a lot of consumables that go into a gene sequencing device with 95% margins. And when the revenues kicked in from consumables that took over the sequencer selling, you get hockey stick growth in the company. You go with Revenue growth goes berserk and margin expansion, which is absolutely the panacea to institutional investors on Wall Street. It's what they live to find. Companies that have revenue growth, sequential revenue growth, and margin expansion at the same time. And during that whole process, by the way, Illumina stock has gone from $3.50 to $370 a share last year. We still have clients that own the stock. It's a 10,600% return on money, okay, over 15 years. That's getting on an investing super cycle early, identifying the right company, building wealth. But I digress. My point is they were locked in a legal battle for a couple of years with competition about the patents on the sequencer. It doesn't mean anything to the business. Apple and Qualcomm fighting over patents, wasting a lot of time and money and lawyers get rich. And at the end of the day, they settle. It, it doesn't have, it doesn't have a bearing. It's always one of those things at the beginning of an investing cycle where lawyers get involved. People argue. I, I would tell you, I think it's going to be very hard to get a patent approved on, on and, and defend the patent. I should say, on, on a, a product that everybody's making. I think a process, patented process might work, but I'm not a patent lawyer. And at the end of the day, going down the rabbit hole and worrying about it, you'll get off your game on investing in cannabis. It, it won't have any impact. And the lawsuits will go on for years. It usually goes on for years. Somebody loses and they, read, you know, they bring it to another judge in another district and then they win. It goes back and forth and all it does is cloud your investment decisions. So don't worry about it, okay? 
That's my opinion. I look forward to talking to you guys next week. All right. Be safe out there in the investing community. Always think about protecting capital first. And then we worry about capturing upside and these wonderful investment themes over time. All right. If you enjoyed this, please like it. Add a comment. I'd love to talk to you guys. I love when subscribers ask me a question like the you can question. I can address it. Um, certainly, um, you know, subscribe to the channel and, um, and have a good weekend, guys. Take care.